When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to Always Evolving. And my guest today, I've been trying to get her on the podcast for some time. She actually helped me come out of the closet and realize I was gay, Tony. That I was gay. She doesn't even know it, so I'm telling her right now. Brooke Burke, thank you for joining us. Oh my us. gosh, thanks for having me. I did not know this, and now I'm dying to hear this story. Well, Wait, what? Brooke Burke <laughs> uh, was and is extremely hot. Okay, Brooke is a hot woman. Thank Brooke you. has been hot at every age. <laughs> no. Okay, there's like Come back on. In the, with television back in the day, Tony. This is before you were. I don't know. Maybe you're. What were you doing at 20 years ago? 20 years ago. 25 years ago. 25. 30 years ago. How many years ago was this? Are we talking wild, wild out or what are we talking? So that was 20 ish, 21 years ago. So you were seven. I was, I was like, you're eight, a baby. I was like yeah. eight years old. So maybe your parents weren't <laughs> letting you watch. You the weren't show. ready for that. Oh, but man. basically, there was a few women on television. This is before the internet that presented, and there was like, there was maybe there was like the more scandalous version, which was like a Pamela Anderson. There was like the hot version, which was like Tyra Banks and Heidi Klum. Yeah. Yeah, and gosh. then there was like the party girl. Let me introduce you to the world. And she seems like the girl you want to hang out with. And that was Brooke Burke. Oh, my gosh. And if I were to be <laughs> with any of those women, I would have been like a Brooke Burke. So in theory, Thank growing you. up, Brooke had the characteristics of what I would look at and say, OK, that's that's the type of girl or woman that I would be attracted to. And I couldn't see myself. That's interesting. Being. And I tried. I tried with all of them. I tried with Pamela really? Anderson. You're like, there's got to be Klum. one that's going to have the chemical reaction. That's so interesting. You were trying you to not be gay. Oh, heck yeah. Huh. Heck yeah. And if you can't be attracted to Brooke Burke, <laughs> okay. mm, you're gay. Mm. <laughs> that is know. my opinion. I don't know. I don't, Tony, well, what do you think? That's quite a compliment, though. Thank you. I, but I, don't I know. admit it. I, I, I would say she's she's the type of person who can make someone straight. Who could turn a gay strike? Yeah, straight. but not this one. Huh. Oh, <laughs> but not this one. Damn but, it! Oh, yeah. But because you I, and I and I have been wanting you to come on the podcast for some time, a to tell you that, and Thank we've you. seen each other that. at some parties, at like some mutual friends in yeah, Malibu, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I know we both have passion around yoga and energy yeah. and health and well being yeah. and. Well, finally, I'm glad I finally made it. Yeah, so I'm excited you're here. So. Can you, because a lot of people do know you from your days on e-television, mm -hmm. would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think to a lot of people, I'll always be that travel guide, party girl. I mean, it took a long time to almost live that down. For me, it's like bittersweet. I loved it. Those were the times of my life. Like there hasn't been a gig in my career to date that was as much fun and as free as doing that show. It was like reality television before reality television. How many C's did you go to on that show? I did about 120 countries in a couple of years. Wow. 
my daughter, I know we were just talking about this before we started airing, which most people don't know. Like I was pregnant on that show and had Naraya in within the first year and she filled her passport. She came on the road with me, 120 countries before she was two years old. So like, imagine that intro to life. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't don't really. How know did you that. get the gig? Not to burst the buzzle. No, or burst but, the bubble that I really wasn't the party girl. You weren't. But how'd you get the gig? Um, so I went on an interview, not from an agent, from a friend of a friend who called me and said, "You got to go take this interview. They're looking for a new host for the show called Wild On." I I wasn't familiar with the show, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." He goes, "Brooke, they're looking for someone with a zest for life. Take this damn interview. Stop it." And that's what happened. I went in and three hours later, really hit it off with the EPs. I was studying broadcast journalism at the time. And um, I'll never forget, Scott Woodward and Paul Haddad, they're like, do you want to go to Spain and do a trial show? I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> um, yes, have passport, we'll travel. Right. And that's literally how I started my career in television. I was doing commercials and different little things and hustling at that time. But Went to Spain, did a trial show, learned on the road, stopped going to UCLA, literally, mm. realized, do I want to go be a newscaster and eat out of a vending machine and work until 4 a.m. in Chicago, New York? Like, what's the goal here? Right. What am I going to do? Where's Where's the lane going? And I just um, got educated on the road and traveled the world and had the time of a lifetime discovering once in a lifetime, first time experiences. And did you ever get to choose the cities that you or countries you went to? Or um, are they pretty much saying, here's the country that we're going to explore? You know, we, we collaborated. The cool thing back in the day, so we're going back 20 yeah. years, about reality television then was we had young producers who were hungry, who were making it up as they went along, that had a free mind and weren't necessarily climbing like the entertainment ladder. They right. just had a zest for life. They're like, oh my God, we're going to get to go travel the world and meet fun people and experience life. And and we just showed up at a destination, had an agenda, sometimes threw it out, met up with some locals. And regret, got creative and got in creative. the moment. And would it's you the say- same way like if you had a friend that was coming to LA to hang yeah. out with you and they thought they knew what they wanted to do for a week. You're like, no, 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 no. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. And so we we had freedom. When you to say that young producers today, back then, do you feel like it's different now? I think it's different Tell me. now. I think it's really different now. I mean, we're talking right out of college, who were the audience, right? So there's not a lot of faith and freedom in production nowadays. You know what I mean? It's like you've got a suit producing content for women, writing content for females. You've got you know the powers to be. Um, it's you know it's just it, back in the day we were just. It was guerrilla television. Right. I had one cameraman, one sound guy. I was doing my own hair and makeup. I had a bag full of wardrobe. And we were small and not intimidating. We were a small little guerrilla crew, which allowed us to go in and break that wall and meet up with locals and experience a country and a destination like a local. Right. That's why I tell people, you're going to travel the world, go like a local. So you went to over 120 countries. Yeah. And back then, what was your favorite country? Oh, wow. So um, loved... Abisa, loved the French West Indies for same reasons that I still love it today. I'm an island girl. Abisa for me was, um, you know, just shock and awe in DJs and clubs and destinations and nude beaches and things that like an American girl. I was an American girl from Arizona. I had not. That was traveled your first nude beach. Um, 
Yes, yes. I mean, the first of many on that show. No, right. for real, not right. technically. I mean, I hadn't traveled the world and experienced, you know, that side of life. And um, it was thrilling and exciting and unbelievable. And I was just so happy to discover every destination. Like my attitude on the road, there wasn't, there wasn't even an opportunity to be a diva or to have a checklist of needs or anything like you do now on a contract on a new right. show. Like there's so much shit that happened back then. Waivers were far and few between. You know, I did crazy things. I flew a rocket. I did an open water shark dive. I, you know, we did it all on that show without fear. I, I was probably crazy. What do you do when you're struggling or someone you love is struggling? Whether it's depression, anxiety, drugs, alcohol, maybe a combination of all of them. What do you do? Do you go on Google? What resource do you have to help someone or yourself? Well, I've owned a treatment center for over 15 years called CAST Centers. It's a leading dual diagnosis treatment facility in Los Angeles, California. We take most major insurance policies. We're in network with Blue Cross and MHN, and we're here to help. You can go to our website at castcenters.com. That's C-A-S-T centers.com. We're called cast centers because like a cast that holds a broken bone in place till it can heal, we do the same thing with all mental health issues. So you can give us a call at 877-657-8967 so we can give you or a loved one the freedom to be your best self. What was one country that you would not, that you had such a bad experience in that it almost caused you to go, I don't know if I would go back. There. I don't know if I'd ever go back there. Um, I didn't have a lot of bad experiences, but I traveled so much that I learned where what I, what I liked and what I wanted to revisit. But honestly, at that time in my life, you asked me that today, I probably have a bunch. At that time in my life, it was just a new experience, and I would tell people, go travel the world. So if I asked you today, which is today. Where would I not want to yeah. go? Um, I could give some names if it helps of countries I don't like going. Okay. I went to Kenya. Yeah. And I know people rave about Kenya. And it could have been the crowd yeah. that I went with and yeah. just the whole situation. It was hot. Yeah. I need central air yeah. conditioning. <laughs> I need a certain type of food. For me, it's so important when I travel to have the right food. Yeah. I understand. The right sleeping that. accommodations. In some countries, I really it's understand challenging. that. I, I, I happen to love Africa and all of its challenges. And even traveling with a family and showing up and realizing there's no road service. Your kids are starving. Like, you got to figure it out. You don't get to go venture off into the vi villages. It is, it is so dangerous mm. in certain places. Yet I, I, yet, I love and appreciate Africa. I, I had a tough experience in Morocco. Um, we were watching you in Morocco earlier. You weren't, actually. you know, it's interesting. Yeah, so you, people you, dancing with the horns. So and... you saw the best of the best. What people mm. don't realize on on shows like that, um, you know, you really have to work with the embassy. You have to work with the Bureau of Tourism. You're an American girl shooting a provocative show in a Middle Eastern country. Um, you're not going to find a woman in a bikini and I roll in hot with my bikini ready to produce the best of Casablanca. They're not even ready for us. But there's also an element of respect, um, culture, um, you know, different traditions. And I was always very, very mindful and conscious of that. But it was very difficult to take an American crew to a country like that. It was at times scary. You know, you can't just roll into a restaurant, 
you have to be mindful of how you what you're wearing um Especially your for manner women. For, for women, women me i mean right. i'm 20 something years old and and you know and you're um, the center of attention uh, and you're the one being filmed so you have people staring and they're not but always, it's not a good vibe they're not always welcoming it it's not always a good vibe and they don't know how we're going to portray their country we were looking to celebrate everyone and everything right um so I, I i was really sensitive to that and it was a bit scary at times to be honest yeah you got that gut feeling like, I yeah. don't know if this is safe. Yeah, yeah, did, for did sure. Did these countries start requesting that you guys come to their country and cover it? Did it ever get to that point? I, I, I imagine they did. Um, but, but you know, looking back also, it was culture, food, and a lot of TNA. So, you know, TNA? not every country was ready oh, for it. I mean, Wild On was, you know, the party scene. And... Um, everything wild that we could find, yet at the same time, it was the best of everything that a country had to offer. What was some of the most wild things you came across? Um, you're like, I can't even believe I can't, this is a community of people. So many. I couldn't believe um, people were playing Twister naked at Hedonism in Jamaica. I was just like, that for me was like mind-blowing. I couldn't believe... As if it was just normal Twister. As if it was perfectly normal. I couldn't believe that we were getting to shoot that and then we were going to air that. Not so much in the States because everything was masked and blurred, but in other countries around the world where that's, I don't want to say normal behavior, but where nudity is, is, is accepted on television, I would see, I would watch E! airing in other countries different than the way that we see it in America. Right. I was like, oh my God, what kind of a show? <laughs> Did you do Naked Twister? No, 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 no. No, not allowed for the host, thank goodness. No. <laughs> I was a fly on the wall. Wow. But so it was fun. No, those were great times. Those were great And times. hedonism in Jamaica is really just about partying and sex yeah, and it really anything is. hedonistic, right? It really is. And, you know, what was most fascinating to me, not so much the shock of the provocative footage, is really understanding different people and what they enjoy and how they explore and how they celebrate life and love and freedom in different places. Psychologically speaking, I wish there was a show that would unveil that because it's interesting. Yeah. People that go to um, uh, even places like Hedonism, these like nude resorts for an American. It's really a, for a young American. Mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, right. a lot of... Um, like weird. <laughs> yeah, because we've been trained so much around private parts. And yeah. Don't say these words yeah. as if, especially in today's time, it's almost not evolved enough because all the kids are on the internet and social media and they're so far advanced. Yeah. Back then when you were doing what you were doing, you were the source for Americans to know about these other countries. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't a lot of information and you were a vehicle to providing excitement. I remember seeing Brooke in all these different cities and I'm just like, wow, that city yeah. Looks amazing, and look at the culture. And you really dug into the culture of the country. Yeah, really discovering, so cool. Discovering, but I, but I loved. Thank you. I, I, I love the feedback. I, I love being approached by people who would say, "You really made me go here. You made me go there. You know, I lived vicariously through you. You made me want to travel the world. You made me discover this and that." That I that I loved inspiration. But going back to you know two thousand, that was the time when we were celebrating bad behavior in media and press and television. Right. Remember, it was train wreck television. Right. Not so not so much wild on, but train wreck television back then. Jerry's yeah, it was Jerry Springer. All, it was remember all of it. Lindsay Lohan, 
Tyre, like Tyree, like all of these like pop culture. Right. Was riding the wave back then on bad behavior. Right. It was almost starting Reckless to become more behavior. scandalous. It was and making more... you famous, remember? Right. Whereas before it would have ended you. Then it was starting to make people more famous. You'd be in big trouble right now. We can't even... You don't want to produce it, touch it, be part of it, celebrate it, publish it. Everybody's thinking now about cause and effect and consequence. It's a whole nother time in pop culture right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost... Um, there's a... Uh, because everyone now has figured out that they have a voice. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, People tend to project their own issues mm-hmm. onto other people in the mm-hmm. world because that's, that's how they resolve it. And instead of going, why do I feel this way? And why does this bother me? We are, some people have learned that, no, you can join with other people and be angry. Well, if you want to feel angry about people you don't even know, mm-hmm. you know, that's always the thing to me. If you really want to get upset about people you personally don't know, and especially as you know, working in entertainment, yep. that yep. this is entertainment. It's true. It is the business of entertaining. It is not the... I don't bi- think people outside of the business really understand that. It's always interesting to me to listen to deep conversations about the gossip and the mm-hmm. opinion about all this stuff in media and all this controversy. Yeah, and who should be dating who. And, and as if we know anything about anything. You know what I mean? As it's hard enough really to even know, know with our friends. We have to know our good, uh, We only know a it's small true. circle of friends what goes on in their life. It's true. But people will be like, I don't like him for her. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm sure he's that guy and he must have really. I'm like, How, what do you know? <laughs> How do you know? What do you know? Yeah, I've had uh, <laughs> some people on uh, Dr. Phil, like they've put in my comments. They'll be like, there's something really I don't like about him. You know, but I just can't put my finger on it. Whatever. You just don't like me. I don't need to put your finger on anything. <laughs> don't put your finger on me either. Exactly. <laughs> put some good energy on me. Get that bad energy off of me. But exactly. So when Wild on E and all of this stopped, were you thinking, I know you had a, a daughter. Daughter was on the road. What was your mindset? Because you just, it's almost like going on a giant music tour. I've worked with a lot of musicians. Yeah. And then it's. They're used to going, I'm going to create my next album, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go on another tour mm-hmm. in two to three years. You essentially were on, did you go through a depression like a lot of people do? Oh my God, such a great question. No, I, to be honest, I, I, I always had an entrepreneurial brain and I was ready to unpack my bags. I had such a great time hosting that show. That was such an awesome gig. I was pregnant with Naraya, had Naraya, went back on the road with Naraya pounded it for two years, had the best time, got pregnant with Sierra, was doing a couple of other stints on E! And I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to unpack my bags. It was exhausting. It was super fun. And, you know, dip my toe in, in some other opportunities in, 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 in the entertainment business. So I was ready. I was ready. It's like being on the road, people. You know, it's different, I think, when you're a musician. That's your love and mm. your joy and your thrill, right? Um, I was ready to take on some other gigs. And so from there I hosted Rockstar NXS, you know, speaking of music and, and rock and roll, um, on CBS and then, you know, went on into ABCs. But I, but I, I was ready to do live television and I loved, I loved performing in front of an audience. In the moment. Yeah. Different. Less scripted. Less... I loved it all. I loved, I loved everything right. that I've had a chance to do. 
And then do you still have a strong desire to host and do events and yeah, be on TV? I, I and... love the energy of live television. There's not mm. a lot of live gigs right now, you know, and I I I think I understand and appreciate the Why do you like flows live of the more? business. The energy, mm. the spontaneity. I like it when it's messy. I like when things go wrong. I like um just the presence of live television and, and being in that real moment, super fun. I I think I I thrive on that on that on that on energy, mm. um, that in person experience that even the community experience, which I've translated now into the business that I'm in. But I also understand the ebbs and flow of the business. You know, I've been in this business for 20 years. It's been a long time. More. more what lesson would you give 30. someone to uh, a young, hotness thing? who's desired and being pursued and does an interview and they really want her or they, they have aspirations of, you know, making it mm -hmm. because you've made it. Thank you. It's hard. I, I would say stay relevant, you know, mm. that's been the biggest challenge. Um, and be well-rounded. I mean, if I just wanted to be in a bikini and host gigs on the beach, yeah. and then I grew up, you know, it would have been like, wah, wah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I, I think you have to stay relevant and um, try different things. Don't you think staying relevant things. can be exhausting? Yeah. Like, how do you stay relevant? Tell well, me. it can be exhausting if you're trying to be the it girl all the time. Staying mm. relevant, I think, means being connected to things that you love and being passionate about it and evolving. Just like, you know, that's your whole jam. Yeah. Um, growing, trying new things, discovering new things. Right. You know, I didn't know I was going to do live television. I realized that I loved that, yet I, I, I dabbled in studio world as well. So just trying different things. I think relevant, not so much how people perceive you, but... Um, feeling t connected to what's How important to what's is it for on. how people perceive you? Um, in a in a television world, I would say it's very important in real life. I really don't give a shit about what people think. Right. <laughs> I really hate to be so crass about it. But how I, can you differentiate in the TV world? Like, where did you learn maybe... Because I sometimes think this. I'm like... Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a little it's bit a, of a mindfuck, I'm being right? Of, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm being of service. Yeah. I want to articulate information so that the person at home, it resonates with them and it helps them. Mm -hmm. And I have to, it's delivery, right? And you're speaking to masses. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do you... Um, well, let me back up. Do you have up. someone you me, think of when you're talking? or I I I really appreciate connection and community and... A full circle conversation. So if I was just putting out information and now on social media, it's very weird. We can narrate our own story. We can just output information and not really connect. What I love about the opportunity that we have right now to tell our own story and produce and even edit things that come across wrong um, bodies of work that are put out by other people. I like being able to communicate directly with people. Mm. So when I say I don't really give a shit what people think, that that maybe came across wrong. I I like a full circle conversation. I don't feel that I have to adjust my life and my beliefs um, and my philosophies necessarily based on feedback from other people. You know, I and has I, it always been that way? I think so. You know, I was raised by um, a very strong man who, you know, grew up in Long Island and the Bronx and was very tough and rigid and very strong in that um, not to care, not to be too concerned about the perception. Was he at all like, oh, uh -oh Brooke, you're, you're, 
showing body and you're doing this TV or was he like, you go? No, he was like, you go and be who you're supposed to be and take chances and don't be afraid to mess it up. And, um, what was your mom like? She was awesome. She, um, she was really romantic and very feminine and very loving and very, um, supportive. So I was really blessed to be raised by a woman like that who, really understood unconditional love. And, um, you know, they could have, my father was really strict and my mom was really cool. So I had like the mix and the balance of both. Mm. My father was really tough. My mother was really soft. He was very strong. She was, she was much weaker in that process, but I, but I, I got bits and pieces from both parents. So it Mm. was, um, I, I was very lucky to be raised in a loving environment. They were not a lot of things, but they were a lot of great religious things. or not religious. Not religious at all. Um, but I was fascinated by religion as a as, as a young girl, strangely. So I studied a lot of different religions. But just they really let me kind of pave my own way. And my father was really tough, so he gave me a lot of tough love. Mm. He didn't give me a lot of things. He made me go out and fight for it. Like he made what? me go out and get things. Um, everything from transportation to money to to everything. I took a bus. I made my own lunch. He wasn't like handing out lunch money. It wasn't a very privileged family, you know, economically speaking. Just everything. He really made me kind of figure out my own way and fight for things that I wanted. And I'm grateful for that. Hustle. He gave me hustle. Did you find you were attracted to men who had that yeah. uh, aspect to them? Yeah. I wasn't a great picker, but but yes. Ah, it could have been a good picker. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I liked um, tough men. I think I liked bad boys. I don't think I was really raised and groomed to like um, make conservative choices. I mean, look at my life. You know, I was like, hey, hey mom, dad, I'm, I'm going to go to Spain and host this party show. What, what do you think? And jump out of airplanes. You know, who lets their kid do that? Right, right. They were like, amazing, go fantastic come home if it's not awesome so i had freedom i had freedom to explore i had freedom to screw it up how many kids do you have four four kids yeah and how many are of your own they're all mine four you've had so two four different children. yes so two different marriages four yeah babies, totally. four babies i know it's crazy what ages are your kids so naraya my my oldest is 21 sierra's 19 Rain's just turned 15, and my baby boy, my baby, he's 14. And they're He'll always be my baby. Two different fathers? Yeah. <laughs> Is that challenging? Yeah. <laughs> it's all challenging. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. Marriage, divorce, blended families, four kids, they raise each other. They're all different. Yes, it's challenging, but it's also the greatest learning opportunities of my life, Raising them, they raise me, we learn, we ju- we grow together. And then you now have another blended family. Yeah, so my fiancé, Scott, has two kids. So we're six. We're like a squad. At what point, I, I, I guess where I'm trying to get, so I'm 42. And you I You look find, amazing. Thank you. I sometimes think, you know, like I'll look in the mirror sometimes. And I'll sometimes look in the mirror, even though I, I feel good about myself. I'm yeah. confident. I, I Handsome, am ha- tall, happy with happy, my life. Good. You know, I'm not like, I'm grateful. But sometimes I'll look in and I'll be like, oof, you're going through it. Or we look at photos of ourselves mm-hmm. and we go, oof. Bad angle, bad day or whatever. <sighs> bad and lighting, as we, bad as we age, 
right? As much as we go, okay, this is about, there, there's part of it. Some is staying healthy, mm -hmm. just being healthy. And then the other part is uh, looking great. Mm -hmm. Because when you kind of look great, you feel great. Mm -hmm. You've had four kids. Mm -hmm. You've uh, had a few different marriages. You have were at one time, I even explained to you at the beginning, like, yeah, we're all going to age, right? Yep. Like, at some point, Brooke is going <laughs> to be seven. Don't edit. I can take it. <laughs> Brooke is going to be seven, no, right? Listen, it's, How it's... have you dealt with getting so much attention for your sexiness? Mm -hmm, thanks. Uh... Knowing at a certain point, we all, it goes away, right? And how have you processed it? <sighs> this is such a loaded, such a great, important question. Um you know, I just turned 50, so I am in it. Going back to what you just said, I don't think you ever think it's going to go away when you're in it. Like, you know, I, I think when you're young, we don't ever think we're going to be 50. Right. We don't think we're we going to, like, when you say 70, I go, oh, my God. <laughs> we don't even think like that. And the older we get, the faster time seems to go, right? Yeah. But I feel you with that inner dialogue conversation in the mirror. And... I'm also grateful and happy and healthy and I feel good. And I'm in a loving relationship with a very generous man who is so kind and so complimentary and it's a new relationship so it's sexy and we have chemistry. Everything about it feels good. Life feels good. But you're right. It's like the reality of the change. How do we roll through that, right? How do we deal with that? Yeah. And... I spent a lot of time working with women in the subject matter, and it's all easier said than done, and you're right. Was it a bad day? Am I tired? Is it bad lighting? What do I need? Do I need more work? What do I need to do? Like, what am I going to do? How do I fight this? How do I be me? How do I look like me? I yeah, and how, do I, like... and how do I not go to the greatest lengths possible to... And how much is too much, and what's enough, and what's right, and how do I feel about... Like, how do we process all of this, and then sprinkle in the entertainment business and the way that we see ourselves and that you and I, like we're in the public eye. Right. So it's not like you get to just wake up and look in the mirror and feel crappy and put your sweats on and just go back. We're, we're going, we're going on set. Right. right. So it's, it's, it's also next level. Um, I, I, how do we deal with it? We have to learn to focus on the things that we love about ourselves and I, that is, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a cheerleader. It's so much easier said than done. But yeah. look, if I focused on the crow's feet and the wrinkles around my eyes when I'm smiling, someone's probably looking at my smile and not really focusing on the wrinkles around my eyes. I am. Because right. they're getting worse. Me too. And that's all I see. Me too. That's all I see too. <laughs> so, I'm like, what do I no, need to do? Yeah, they're, they're not. Somebody's probably noticing my eyelashes or yeah. the sparkle or my smile or... There's all these things that we get hyper-focused on about ourselves that aren't really real to anybody else, I think. And, mm. you know, what I'm trying to guide women into doing is making it a habit and making it a practice. It's not easy. Practicing positive inner dialogue does not come natural. It's a practice. Focusing on things that they love, you know, focusing on the curves and the voluptuous parts of their body, not the little bits of fat that used to not be there that they're so focused on that nobody else even knows exists. Mm. Um, it's it's the way that we see ourselves. We have to shift that and change that and, and embrace that's, different and that's things. That's part of what you're doing now with Brooke. Brooke body, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a full picture. Like I can show people how to get in bikini shape. 
all year long, all day long. That's the easy part of fitness and wellness. For me, it's really the mindfulness. It's the mental part of it. It's how we feel inside. The better we feel, the more we're going to want to work out. When we work out, we feel better. We create energy, dopamine, adrenaline, all these things that affect so our well-being. So say well I sign being. up for Brooke Burke Body, right? Yeah. I'm like... What are, do you, and it's for men too. Yes. Oh, we fine. can do booty burn all day. Long. I know. Remember we talked about going <laughs> yes. to your hut in Malibu. We I was did. like, I want to work I'm, out with the I boys. I want to work out with you. Yes. I'll bring the booty over there. I, please. Listen. I'm, I love having men in my class. I would love to be in a class. It makes me You ever me need so a background a class or two in the background in a front and center bed, front outfit, and center. I, whatever the theme is of the day. I love it. I'm down. I love it. Oh, get me in the mood. Please. I mean, I'll take a helicopter Yes, please. So I'm in Brooke Burke body. And what can I expect when I enter your world and community? So here's the thing for me, like with fitness, I know that not everybody loves it. Right. And you're not going to download the app and spend a half an hour answering all these questions so that I can design a program for you. I don't even think that's realistic. Right. I have a little bit of everything from five minute workouts to like 20, 30 minute workouts for your booty, for your abs, cardio. I've got workouts we could do in a chair, on the sofa, in your bedroom, using the kitchen counter while you're busy with your family as a bar class. All these different things that are fun. Um, and inspirational. I'm in the backyard. I'm on the coast. I'm on the beach. I thought, how do I want to work out? Mm. What do I want to do? I've traveled the world. I've been stuck on location. I've been stuck in a hotel room. We all have an excuse not to take care of ourselves. How can I motivate people to get it done in 10, 15 minutes, whatever your life allows? And the time right now is perfect because a lot of people yes. don't want to go to a, a gym with a mask on. Yes, I know. They want to be able to sit in their their room. That's right. So people will use the excuse of, well, the gyms aren't closed, but the truth is with Brooke Burke body, you can do it. Anywhere. It's a digital experience. You can set up a digital gym in your living room. You can use water bottles if you don't have hand weights. So what I wanted to do was make it fun. I wanted to make it visual. I yeah. want, I wanted to really lean into the fact that there's, there's a lifespan with fitness and then you're bored and then you're out. Right. So I'm constantly creating new content. I'm doing live events in the backyard. I'm doing, um, fun little dance parties, like all kinds of stuff to keep you interested. But there's also a community where you can vent and share and you can connect with other like-minded people and you can have the same conversations that we're having. This was really hard. I didn't feel like it today. How do I get motivated? So I've got interviews, um, all kinds of different fun fitness challenges, four-week programs, five-minute abs, all kinds of stuff. Everything you could want. If you have a little bit of motivation to get healthy with your body, whether it's healthy is movement or whether healthy is getting that banging booty. Yeah. It's everything in between. It's everything. You might want to take a walk. You might want to do a connection yoga with your partner. That could be very sensual and very fun and very meaningful. You might, there's family fitness. Oh my gosh. So I did a partner yoga with Tom Morley, who's super sexy and it, is all about connecting with your partner, using your own body weight, resisting eye contact, breathing together, laying on each other. It was so sensual. <laughs> it was so erotic, yet so meaningful. And so it's not just for your partner. You could do it with your mom. You could do it with 
a friend, but in a in a in a intimate in an intimate relationship, you really discover things when you take time to connect and breathe together and have some eye contact and use yeah. each other's body to stretch and do certain things. That everybody should try if you're in a relationship, hundred percent. It's called connection yoga. Definitely check that out. Yeah, and I always find that people will go, "Well, my husband won't do that." The truth is that I found they will do it. Mm-hmm. You just need to say this is a priority to me. Yeah. It doesn't require you to leave the house. Yeah. All you have to do is we're going to try what's on the television. Right. You may feel goofy. You may feel silly. That's but right. honey, this is what I want you to do this week. And I they agree. will do it. And you know, I'm, I'm glad you said goofy and silly because I'm like, get weird. Follow yeah. the position. When I'm shooting and it's not perfect, I don't care. We roll on it and I air it because this is a human experience. Every day is different. It's meant to be messy. And there's no perfect part of fitness. Some days you have balance. Some days you don't. Some days you feel like it. Some days you don't. So I'm really about just setting some goals and keeping them and making purple purple. making personal promises and keeping them and knowing you're worthy of it and creating a space at home and just do it. Get it done. I like what you said that everyone finds an excuse to not work out. There's a million reasons not to take care of our body. These last few years have shown us we need energy. We need immunity. We need mobility. This whole quarantine 15 thing, this is a real thing about people packing on the pounds or just getting stuck at home or being a couch potato or getting in a rut finding a million reasons not to get out and do something different. Not okay. Like we need it now more than ever. Get some vitamin D, go in the backyard. You can download it on your phone. You can light it up on your smart TV. We have so many options right now. Free content. Go on YouTube. And you also have a, you also have a supplement that, people are going crazy about called I know, niagen, right? I know, true niagen. So I'm a little bit of a biohacker. I like these geeky things. My garage looks like a science lab. True story. I love experimenting with all kinds of different stuff. So I get a lot of stuff sent to me for yeah. review. I've been taking true niagen for five years. I'm working with them now too because I'm obsessed with this product. It's right. a supplement. If you're going to take one thing, take it. Helps your body produce natural levels of NAD. It's It's... I won't geek out on the science part of it, but gives you cellular metabolism, increases energy, helps you sleep better. It's overall well-being, um, anti-aging. It's all the stuff that we need when you turn 40. Mm. We produce half of what we have. 50, half of that. 60, half of that. So I love that kind of stuff. And it's hard to weed through all the marketing and all the BS of products that are out there right now. So you I take do it every that. Day. I take it every day. And I take a little bit extra on down days too. Like, you know, you're feeling run down, something's brewing inside. Yeah. You know, what we put in our bodies is just as important as the way that we treat our bodies, how we what fuel age our bodies. Should someone maybe start taking I think thirty ish. You know, at forty we know scientists have shown us that we produce less less natural levels of NAD. So like thirty ish. It's nicotine nicotine Nicotin, let me, let me, niacin, right? it's nicotinamide adenine. I'm going to screw it up. It's very, it's an abbreviation for uh, for that funky science. Um, it's what we're born with and it's what, um, helps, helps us combat stressors in life. That's probably the most simple way to define it. Right. How depleted we get with anxious moments. Denyicide. Yeah. And, and we need that, you know, trust me, I, I literally have stuff in terms of working with people with their mental health. I cannot even pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> so many, science has become where there's instead the, the words have become more and more complicated. I know. Because the simple words are just like I can't spit out the real term for NAD right now, but you know, it's all the things that we need to just combat 
life stress. Mm. And there's a lot of it right now. You know, it's like vitamin D. Like, get outside. Get some fresh air. Yeah. Get some sunshine. Move your body. Create your own natural dopamine, adrenaline. All this stuff. Yeah. That saves us. We're making excuses, you know, not to do. Not to do it, right? How often do you do your practice of whether it be yoga or breathing or meditation? or I teach classes a couple times a week, which I love. That's definitely a mindful approach to fitness. So I do sound baths. I teach breath work. Oh, you um, do breath? You can, I, yeah. You can so practice I'm a certified, it. Yeah, I wow, do it. And so, so it changed my life. Yeah. I got certified because I wanted to give that gift to other people. I love it. Forget about the, the method of the breath work. It's really more about... Finding some stillness, chilling out, going inward, taking your personal inventory, laying down, going on a journey with music. Yeah. The breath work helps us get out of our head, you know, our thinking brain and, and more into our body space, which I love. But I've I've been able in these last few years because all the kids have been home from school because of the pandemic and um, entertainment production schedule has been different. So I'm home in the morning now and I actually make myself a cup of coffee, go back to get and drink it which I never used to be able to do. I think I had to microwave it two or three times. But I try to stay in bed, even if it's for five minutes, just yeah. to chill out, just to set my day up, just to go inward and take some inventory, personal inventory, and just take a moment. Like we, I think I've been grinding my whole life so hard doing different things that we get to moving so fast that we're not checking in with ourselves. Right. And that's dangerous until you have an issue or a health scare or something. And do you and your fiancé do this together ever? He really likes Headspace. He does. We just started doing that together. Yeah, the meditation. Yeah, so I'm creating a carousel on my app that's going to be a, a mindfulness where you can just listen to voice and to music. I think it's super important. Um, we made a practice. We made a little promise to each other to start doing it this year, which I think is awesome. And we're talking like five, eight minutes yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah. But it really matters. You know, sometimes I'll lay there and listen to music and just pray or think or visualize, you know, or manifest certain things. I really believe in that. I do that at night when I can't sleep. It's very powerful for me where I'll just lay and breathe and think. Well, UCLA has yeah. uh, kind of these mindfulness. Yeah. And I like the woman's voice. For me, I've learned I really have to like the voice. I Otherwise, could not agree more Like with some you. people are really into this person, Esther Hicks who channels Abraham and I can't listen to her voice. I have a hard time listening Even to her voice. Even with Audible, if I don't like the voice, I either zone out and it puts me to sleep so I do not get the benefit of the content. Or if I don't like someone's voice, I can't stay engaged. I can't either. I'm like, I find my brain, and now I could get more enlightened to the point where I could listen yeah. to Dark Vader leading I, uh, you know what? meditation. Whatever it takes. So I'm about <laughs> to record a bunch of... Um, audio tracks of mindfulness over some music that I love. So I hope people will respond to my voice because I understand that it can take you in or out. No, you have a great voice. Thank you. Her voice has like, uh, your voice has like some sultry soul. Thank you. It's motherly. Mm -hmm. It brings like the mom vibe in. It makes me feel safe. Oh, good. I love that. It puts me like in a good spot. Oh, I love that. Thanks. I want to ask, you said you've been grinding all your life. Yeah. What is the key to staying booked and busy? Ooh, the key to booked and busy. Um, I teach my kids this. I learned this from my family. Like, you got to have hustle. You got to be creative and you got to have hustle. I don't care how much is handed to you, how privileged you are, if you were born on third. I don't care about that. Hustle. You got to open doors. You have to. I'm always thinking outside of the box. Like, I never thought I was going to be in this wellness space. 
but I, it was sort of step by step. I was always intrigued by fitness. I was passionate mm. about it. Then fitness digitized. I'm like, okay, how can I connect with people around the world and use this and do something that I love and monetize this? So, um, and you said also booked and busy, like take the meeting. Mm. I, I, I've learned that in my journey and in, in business Take the meeting. It might not be the meeting that you want or the outcome that you want. Maybe you're going to meet someone along the way. Mm. Maybe something comes up. Maybe something sparks an idea. Maybe there's that inspiration you know, that, that comes aha from, moment, yeah. that siren song. Maybe there's something. You know, when you and I met mm. through Mall, and I'll, I want to give you this compliment because we were just dishing. We were just talking about fitness and booty burn, and we were having this really sexy conversation just about working out. And you you brought to my attention this very underserved market with all the boys yeah. and me dancing with the stars and having a dancing background. And boys boys love to come to my class. Not so much straight men, but like the boy got like we have the best time. So I was like, why isn't there more available at home in this sexy booty burning type of philosophy, you know, in in that genre? So that really made me think about that. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about how to connect and how to design that and how to have fun and and you know just bring you know bring some sex appeal to that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, things come up in organic conversations. Yeah, you're right. And and with you, I was like, wow, she's doing yoga and she's a little tent. I remember my you telling me she's <laughs> my, a teepee. My weird teepee. Yeah, I, know, I was I'm, like, that's... My, I'm really a hippie. I know I'm the inner hippie. My kids think it's so weird. I love my teepee. So I do my breath work in there. I do sound baths that's in so there. That's so cool. I did the yoga connection. So when you see, when you watch the yoga connection yeah. program on the app, it takes place in the teepee. So I love letting people come in there and live vicariously through that that space. It's fun. It's yeah. different. How, are there different price models for the app or is it pretty... It's free for the first week. So listen, if it's not my app or something else, go find some free content and find something that you can fall in love with. It's like a nickel a day. It's fourteen ninety five a month. It's nothing. Mm. Let's just call it a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. But it's free for the first month. So for the first week, you know, so you try it and you, and you see what you like. And then where does everyone go after, say, I, I go on the app i really enjoy it mm -hmm. how do i communicate with the other people so there's a community you get an email i'm in the community is it a facebook group or is it a it's not it's a it's a weekly email and then you can communicate within the app and i'm I, like i was in there this morning so people will ask questions or someone else in the community will chime in it's really nice to have a supportive group in that and i also love hearing what people like and what they don't like on mm. the app because i take that information and then i create new contact new content so there's there's challenges and monthly challenges and all kinds of different stuff and then i i constantly create new programs so it's really fun cool and that. and for anyone listening now you know um if you text me at 310-984-1858 that's 310-984-1858 i'm having a prayer and energy shift party that's free over Zoom, our last one had about 700 people. So make sure you text me if you want to come to it. So I'd like to experience it. that. Yeah, maybe you could participate. Maybe you could lead our meditation. I, oh my gosh. I would, you know what? I would love to do yeah. that. I would love that. I, I think it's so powerful that we can connect with so many people at the same time during these events. Yeah. I think people need it. I think it's really important. I would love to participate. I'd yeah, to we'll figure out something it. for you. Yeah, something yeah. for you to do at it. We're actually going to do That's it this awesome. next Tuesday, a week. Okay. Yeah, so we'll figure I love it out. That. 
And um, Brooke, I appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Where can everyone find you? You can find me at Brooke Burke. I'm on, I'm everywhere, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. The app is in the app store at Brooke Burke Body. It's on all the smart TVs. Um, and I love to hear from people and I love to connect. And this new space that I'm in, I'm so passionate about it and it's so meaningful to me, mm. but it's only meaningful because I get to connect with other people. Yeah. It's an act of service for me. I'd love to do only this. I still love working in television. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of gratitude to be in this space and to be able to connect with people globally. Yeah, and so many of you email me, uh, so many people listening. I mean, I get hundreds and hundreds of emails. A lot of my, the people who listen to this podcast or follow me mm -hmm. on social media, um, they are looking to improve their mental health. Yeah. They're looking to improve... Uh, maybe their depression or anxiety yeah. or they, and, and one, and I've said this so many times in, in the books that I've written that dedicate a whole chapter around health is, you know, you can go to all the therapy in the world. You can, and I've been to a mm -hmm. lot of therapy. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not moving your body, yeah. there's so much healing that happens with the body. There's community that happens with the body. There's self-love, there's respect, there's drive, there's pushing, there's evolving. Yes. So a lot of you will say, Mike, Coach Mike, I want your help. And one of the first things I always say is, what are you doing for your body? Yeah. And so, you know, Brooke coming on today and Thank having a you. solution that's literally $14.95 a month. If you went to therapy in Los Angeles, you're spending 200 an hour. Come on. Yeah. If that may, yeah, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, maybe and more. And you know, breath work. If you're Brooke Burke, they're charging you 400 they're an hour. They're charging me double before <laughs> yeah, I, when I book the appointment. Yeah. You know, breath work, they say, is equivalent to hundreds of hours of therapy. I agree. So I'm so happy that you're saying that because I hardly even use the word fitness anymore because it's not about a number on the scale. This is about longevity and energy and feeling good and creating energy that's positive inside your own body. Yeah. Um, and what happens in the brain when we move our butt and go out and do something that creates energy. And there's all kinds of ways to approach it. And the mindful part of fitness, wellness, that's what really turns me on and what I'm really connected to. And you're helping so many people um, by this positive outlook and, you know, just guiding them to move and to change. For it's me, it's like, go. it's seriously movement, yeah. sweat, rhythm, mute, like all this stuff that pushes us in a forward direction. Like we can't stay still in our yeah, life. Psychological help is on its own is a slice. You got to have all these other ingredients. And, um, so everyone follow Brooke. Thank you. Um, and check out her app. The first week is free, so you have nothing to lose by checking out. So they would go on the app store and look up Brooke Burke Body. Yeah, and just download the, the app, and it's super easy, and I'm easy to find. And, you know, we're in it together, so. Let's do it. All yes. right, well, thanks, Thank Brooke. You. Thanks, Tony Direction. Until next Thank time, you. keep it magical.